0: Welcome to the Mentium Matters podcast, where we talk about leadership, life, and the transformative power of mentoring. This is Solveig Brown, and today I am excited to be talking to Tricia Price about lots of interesting topics such as imposter syndrome, authenticity, her leadership style, how she has thrived in a male-dominated industry, and her advice for creating best-in-class customer service. Before we begin, I would like to give you some background information on Tricia. Tricia Price holds the role of Senior Vice President of Customer Experience Operations for GM Financial. In this role, Tricia is responsible for influencing strategic projects and initiatives to support a best-in-class customer experience with a focus on operationalizing digitization efforts to enhance operational efficiencies and effectiveness. During her 20-plus year career in auto finance, Tricia has held progressive positions within GM financial consumer services and corporate servicing areas. In 2021, Tricia was recognized by Auto Finance Journal and Cherokee Media as a top- female leader in auto finance. Welcome, Tricia. I am so happy to have you as a guest today.
1: Thank you so much, Solveig. I'm uh, truly honored to be a part of today's discussion.
0: Trisha, our business education webinar this month was on imposter syndrome. Have you had any experience with imposter syndrome, either in your own career or with the people that you have led?
1: Unfortunately, yes. I will say that imposter syndrome is near and dear to my heart as a topic of discussion. I've absolutely experienced it myself. And I've also supported many others throughout their career who have faced the challenge. So the studies show that imposter syndrome is actually surprisingly common. And there's a lot of different data out there that says it's anywhere from north of 30% to 85%, depending on who you believe, which studies you believe. But I think it's especially common among successful executives and particularly successful women. And I think a piece of that is the more successful and the higher up the ladder especially for women i think the lonelier it gets and nearly half of executive women have in one study said that they have those feelings of self-doubt because they never expected to Achieve the level of success that they have. And that is something that I can really personally identify with. I'll sometimes chalk it up to luck or being in the right place at the right time. Or I guess there wasn't anyone more qualified than me or had better skills than than myself and really not really feeling that confidence. And I think it, it speaks a lot to that voice inside our heads, the one that causes us to self doubt ourselves and to tell us that we're not good enough. So yeah, I unfortunately can think of far too many times in my career that it's shown up. And most often happens, I think around times when I've stepped outside my comfort zone. If you look, you look at my career journey, I've taken on a lot of kind of startup operation roles and kind of uncharted territory. And I've also been really blessed to have a lot of great leaders through my career journey that that have really championed me. And in in fact, they typically have believed in me more than I've believed in myself. They'll put me out there, recommend me for those opportunities. And of course I'll say yes. And then immediately I feel like that imposter syndrome creeps in for me. And that's, oh my goodness, what have I done? You know, what have I got myself into?
0: And then just talking yourself through that, but I love that reminder that when you move out of your comfort zone, that's when it's likely to rear its head. And I think even just that awareness of, oh yeah, I'm not surprised that I'm feeling this way because wow, I'm taking a big leap here or no other women have traversed this path like I'm doing. So I like that you you talked about the great support you've received from your leaders and mentors, and then also the support you give other people that are in your realm So that's great. And I think one thing I got from that webinar, just looking at the responses of the people in it, is how common it is. And because we don't talk about it very often, people often feel like they are the only ones experiencing that. So when someone sees like someone, you know, who has reached such a great point in their career, like you have, they're like, oh my goodness, she's had it too. So I think that just is nice just to normalize it as just part of your personal growth and your journey and that it can show up in at any time. Tricia, one of the things that struck me is that when we got together for our podcast planning meeting, you mentioned the importance of authenticity. And I really liked what you were talking about. So can you tell me more about the role that authenticity has played in your career? Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, I really think what you just said about the whole transparency and suffering from imposter syndrome is a great example of that. I didn't talk about it for many years in my career. And I don't think anyone really talked about it. It was just something that we held inside ourselves and felt like we were the only ones. And, you know, I, I think as we've endeavored to really bring DE&I efforts to the forefront of all the decisions that we make, I really recognize the power of storytelling. and. I was embarrassed of my personal story as well. I, neither of my parents graduated high school and I didn't learn a lot of the things, the corporates, buzzwords and different things in the household at all or leadership leading in that professional space and I figured it out as I went along. But I was embarrassed to share that story and to share that my first leadership role was leading a McDonald's restaurant in that career journey, but how much I took away from that. felt like people would judge me. I was authentic and the power of storytelling really came to light for me and that it's good for people. There's a lot of other people that have probably had similar journeys. And oftentimes I think people in that space can feel like I'll never make it to that level of success because I haven't got this great pathway paved for me. And I I think when you share your story as a voice of experience, really helps others feel like I can do that too. And being really real, who you are, I think helps build trust as well and show that you're human too. And everybody has the opportunity if they choose the path.
0: And then did you find that it impacted you like personally and how you're able to show up in your role when you felt Confident enough to tell your story and just to say, This is who I am, this is where I've come from, and just share that with people?
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of what imposter syndrome is is confidence, right? It's that lack of confidence. And I think that it really helped me to build my confidence. And people were really welcoming and, and supportive of my story. And now I make it a practice of every new hire class on my team. I always go in and I share about me myself personally and professionally. And I think it helps build that foundation of trust. I'm just I'm I'm not the senior vice president. I am just another team member on the team and another human. And we all have our challenges and, and our own stories to tell. So I think it's really helped me to feel more confident
0: in who I am
1: and what I bring to the table.
0: Right. And I love that idea of personalizing who you are, as opposed to, I am this role that could be intimidating for new hires and stuff of saying, here I am, I'm Trisha. This is my story. What's your story? And just like empowering people to come to work as their full selves, which so many people talk about. And I think having an example from top leadership in what that looks like is so important. So I just love that you talked about that. Uh, Tricia, you've also been really successful in a traditionally male dominated industry. You've been recognized as a top female leader in auto finance. Can you talk more about what is your leadership style?
1: hmm Definitely. I think first and foremost, I have a passion for people and I would consider myself a servant leader. And what I mean by that is I think you really need to honor and you need to serve others with humility. And I think you need to encourage diversity of thought, but just encouraging it isn't enough. I think you really need to make sure that those thoughts are heard, that people all have a voice at the table. I think fostering a culture of trust is really critical in developing leadership in others. And I th- you can achieve that by empowering them and putting their development before any personal gain, having an unselfish mindset, it's a whole mindset of leaders eat last. We really need to put our team first and foremost and genuinely care about others. I think he, if you don't really truly in your heart care about people. I don't think you should be in leadership
0: personally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people can feel that they can tell if you care or Not. One of the, Artie Linworth, one of our longtime mentors always says this quote. He says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that you're kind of echoing that same thought of that servant leader style of I am here, I am all in. And I love that the building trust, building diversity of thought, diversity of voices, letting people be heard and giving them the environment where they feel comfortable speaking. Why do you think you've been as successful as you've been in a male-dominated industry? And do you have any tips for other people who are in industries where they feel like they are not part of the majority? Definitely.
1: I feel, I think we need to be comfortable in ourselves and we need to, we need to promote the diversity aspect of things. And I think that we're seeing a better mix with Every few years when I go to conferences and things like that, but I think you really have to be comfortable in who you are, and what you bring to the table. And a lot of times I think women can be discounted in their opinions a little bit. We're too emotional or not assertive enough and those sorts of things. I think it's the balance of the female perspective in business can really bring something valuable and powerful as well. And it goes back to companies who have better diversity within their teams and within their leaders perform better. They have more innovative thought processes and can be much more successful. So I would say find good mentors for the people who may be struggling with that. I think mentorship is critical in your success.
0: Right. Yeah. And if you had good mentors along the way that have helped you build your confidence and become the successful person that you are?
1: Absolutely. I've been really lucky. I've had some really amazing mentors and also some role models were like mentors for me, but they didn't know it. And that's throughout my career. And I think without that positive influence and that knowledge sharing and all the encouragement along the way would have never achieved the level of success professionally or personally for that matter that I have. Like myself, like many women, especially in the workplace, the difference maker in having a mentor was it really helped me to build my confidence.
0: Right. And I think that's key. When you have confidence, you can just do so much more. But I also loved what you talked about, the importance of role models, of other people doing the things that you aspire to do. And you think, oh, I could do that too. I see that person doing that. So even just your presence in a typically male-dominated industry, you inspire other people to think, oh, that it's possible to rise up in this industry. And then that just creates its own momentum as you get... Greater numbers of people. Wow. Okay. So, Tricia, I would be remiss in not asking you about customer service experiences because you are just the expert in that area. So, what would your advice be to other people who would like to create best in class customer service like you have been able to do?
1: Yeah. Speaking on the topic of leadership, it's definitely relevant in the customer experience space because I think if you don't have a great employee experience, for the people who are serving your customers, then you're not going to have a great customer experience. It's really hard to to really be in a place where you feel passionate about wowing and delighting that customer when you're not feeling it inside yourself. You're not feeling appreciated and empowered. So I think it's employee experience first, and that leads to the better customer experience. And I think from a customer experience perspective, there's a lot of different opinions on what's most important I think one thing that the pandemic has really reinforced for us is customer effort and the ease of doing business. You look at companies like Amazon that we all joked on Zoom calls that, oh, sorry, my dog is barking because Amazon is here again. And I think those are the companies that really demonstrated for us, here's what the standard is. It is so easy to go online, order something, and sometimes in hours or less. you can have it on your doorstep. And I think that ease of doing business is really critical. And so trying to mitigate any friction points, I think is really important in recognizing I work in auto finance. And I think the traditional mindset would have been to say, we're an auto finance captive for General Motors and the other competitors, auto finance captives are a competition But in today's world, customers aren't comparing us to other auto finance captives. They're comparing us to the best, the gold standard in the industry, whether it's the Ritz-Carlton, whether it's the Amazon experience. And I think that we really just need to recognize that that is who we're being compared to. And that is the level that we need to rise to. I think COVID is the silver lining. And is it really accelerated digital, digital first. And customers want us to meet them where... They want to be served, so how they want to be served, where they want to be served, when they want to be served. And so really embracing the different tools and technologies to really be able to service our customers that way. And I think in also leveraging digital from a personalization perspective, we have access to a lot of data. And I think our customers really expect us to know them, especially the younger generations. They expect us to know them and to know what their wants and needs are and provide that personalized experience as well. So I think that really is the expectation and leveraging AI and Just really being able to deliver that personalized experience is really critical. And I think you have to get your people excited about the brand as well. If they're not connected with the purpose and the brand promise, then that passion is not going to shine through in their interactions as well.
0: Right. And then that goes full circle to what you said at the beginning of you have to have employees that are excited about the purpose and the brand and they're having their own good experience. I've never really heard customer experience explained in that way where you start with the employee. And I love that because that's true. Being able to give to others when you're feeling like you have a great experience working for that company. And I'm sure you just learned so much during the pandemic of just having to pivot from the way everything was done Done to the increased demands for digitalization and personalization and utilizing AI and everything. So that's a great story of just the reminder of that ease, that frictionless, finding where the friction is and figuring out how you can make it easier. That is great. So Trisha, we have time for three final questions. First one is, do you have any habits or practices that you feel have contributed to your success?
1: Yeah. You know, work ethic is something that I've never been accused of not having a strong work ethic. It Going back to the topic of imposter syndrome, I think that when you feel sometimes like you need to prove yourself a little bit more and you have a little bit of perfectionist tendencies, I think the tendency is that you can get a little out of balance with work and life. And so I've learned that to get that work-life, I'm going to say integration, because I don't know if you ever really get work-life balance, but I do have a good work ethic. I've never been afraid to do the work. I think having a learning or a growth mindset is really important. Just having that natural curiosity and always wanting to learn and, and grow and understand and really listen to others in general with interest. And definitely I mentioned my people passion. So passion for helping others. There's nothing more rewarding to me than seeing someone achieve something that you know, especially if they didn't think it was possible. And I think, you know, I've always made time for what matters, which is my people. So it doesn't matter how busy my day is. Someone walks into my office, do you have a minute? absolutely. And I'll drop whatever I'm doing because it's really important to be present in the moment. You know, a lot of leaders will say, I struggle with time management and always remind them it's if you don't have time, not enough time equals not important enough. You prioritize and make time for what's really, truly important. So I think making time for your people is really critical.
0: All right, Tricia, I can see why you have been as successful as you are with all those great things that you're doing. And I love that reminder that it's about prioritization and figuring out time is what's important and choosing Mm -hmm. the time for that. And even your deep belief of the importance of hard work, but also the importance of putting people first. And that comes through in everything that's your servant leadership style and always learning, growing, but always taking that time to listen when someone comes into your office. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's great, thank you for sharing that. What would your advice be to up and coming leaders?
1: goes back to mentors matter really encourage up and coming leaders to have a mentor and typically your leader is not your mentor although sometimes the lines get a little bit blurry but i think it's really great to have that extra kind of advisor in your life that you can talk really candidly to and you can share what challenges you're facing and get their advice and really learn from their experiences as well and i think it's really good for that not to be your boss in a lot of cases Uh, But I think a mentor, again, can really help build your confidence. And, you know, I I think the other thing that I've learned along the way is confidence can be learned. And I think a lot of times, I think that's really important because I think the common misconception is that confidence is something that you're either born with or you're not. And if you don't have it at an early age, then you're never going to have confidence. But the reality is confidence is a skill, much like a technical skill, and it can be learned through practice. So that's a skill you want to really continue to sharpen. And I think you want to become the person that leaders want to champion. And it, we talk a lot about it's important to have a champion in your life. And you can't just go up to someone and say, can, will you be my champion? You have to earn that. You have to give leaders a reason to want to champion you and really consider like every day is a potential job interview. and. You need to do your very best every day if you want those opportunities down the road because people have long memories and it's really difficult to interview or even to lead someone who knows that maybe you didn't walk that talk when you were in the role. I think just really setting the example, always doing the right thing, even when no one's looking all the time, every day. And again, I think it's back to doing the work. A lot of people don't wanna do the work. Never underestimate the importance of doing the work. You need to master your job, you need to work hard and show again that you're the person that should be championed for that next opportunity.
0: Oh, I love that. That is great advice. And I like your reminder too, that it goes back to the growth mindset that confidence can is a skill that can be developed and the importance of a good mentor in helping someone develop that confidence and learn that skill. And that is just great advice of just working hard. And every day is you're interacting with people and you always have to be fully present. And you never know down the road who that person will be or who they'll know. Tricia, final question. Do you have a favorite saying, quote, or motto?
1: I do. And I have to say, I love the one that you shared earlier as well, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But I have one that really, on a similar note, really stands out to me. And it's a Maya Angelou quote. And interestingly, if you read about her, she is someone who suffered from imposter syndrome, like many very successful people have. And her quote that I really love is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel.
0: I love that quote. That is such, that is a good note to leave on because it's so true. And I can see that you've really taken that to heart in everything you do in your role. Like when you said, people can come into your office and you will- take the time to listen to them. And obviously you make people feel like they matter, like they're valued, like they are important to you. And I think that speaks volumes as to why you've been as successful as you've been and why you are able to drive such strong customer experience because you provide that for your customers as well. So, Tricia, thank you so much for being my guest today. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate your perspective on everything we've talked about. Thanks for sharing your servant leadership style and how that has helped you to be an authentic and successful leader. Thank you for sharing about imposter syndrome and how that is a real thing that can come up throughout someone's career and that most people experience that at some time and just being more transparent. Thanks for just sharing this kind of your authentic journey, the stories that have made you who you are. And thank you all for listening to this Mentium Matters podcast. We look forward to having you back for our next episode.